Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast, the number one BYU sports podcast in our hearts and hopefully yours. Definitely. We have a lot of fun things to cover this episode because we are covering the fun belt. We are going over win totals. We have some fun little game talk as well. It's going to be a ton of fun. Let's get into it. But before we do, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod for a lot of fun and interactive content. Share the episode with your friends download and if you liked it leave a five-star review we greatly appreciate any feedback and any hate mail that you might want to send us we love the uh, fights in the instagram comments yes that have been happening we love it we love the we love the clout Mm -hmm. we love it (laughs) without further ado let's get to it let's let's back this bull up Welcome back, everybody. Oh my goodness. Jared, you startled me. We're getting hairy today. Uh, we're going to a real conference. Mm-hmm. Yes. A conference that plays tough out of conference competition, yes. Mark. Yes. Uh, a conference where it actually does mean more. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other shots we could take at Mark real quick? Um, suck Eastern Conference versus Fun Belt. Fun Belt's a way better nickname. That's true. Just saying. I'd, I'd throw that. The SEC doesn't have a cool nickname. Yeah, what is its nickname? Does the SEC have a nickname? I don't the think they do. Suck Eastern Conference. The Suck Eastern. That's the We've labeled one. it. All right. We've given it its nickname. Well, Mark, if you uh, would like to come on and debate, uh, I would like to have that debate. Open forum. Or if you want, just like record a voice message and send it to us, and we'll throw it in the episode. Like, honestly, come at us, bro. Yeah, yeah. That goes for anyone. Any of you guys listening out here... If you want the smoke, just send us a voice recording. Honestly, I don't know why we're like so violent at the beginning of this episode. I don't know. Jared and I are just freaking pumped. Woke up and chose violence, baby. But yeah, honestly, if you want to debate with us, let us know. <laughs> now that we're kind of off our power trip, uh, let's talk about a real conference. Jared, what conference are we talking about today? Uh, I actually I have one um, interesting note for Ooh. Mark. Tidbit. The SEC leads... All conferences in non-con winning percentage, right? Right. Okay. So okay. that's good. That's good. Good. Good on the SEC. Sure. When you adjust for FCS foes and G five foes, Big Ten is leading winning per- winning has the best winning percentage in non-con versus P five opponents. Oh, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. All right, let's actually get into it now. Sorry, I just had to. Make sure I was right on that fact. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's hop into it. Um, let's get it. So we're doing the, the fun belt today, the sun belt. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, it is honestly probably one of the most fun, the fun belt, obviously, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. conferences to watch. These teams, though they may not be the Alabamas and Georgias, you know, or even the Ole Miss, Texas A&M of the South, like they're not those sexy teams. 
these teams have passionate fan bases that care. Heck and yeah. wacky stuff happens in this conference. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of Pac-12 After Dark? The Fun Belt is ten times more chaotic than that. <laughs> Honestly, we have very fond memories here on the podcast of the Sun Belt. I remember we first became more acquainted with it when Jared, Dan, and I, on a whim, decided to go on a random Thursday afternoon to Applebee's. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. Applebee's. Because they were having some random deal of unlimited wings, shrimp, shrimp and, and riblets. And, yeah. And we saw it while watching a football yeah. game. So a University like, oh, of Louisiana Lafayette football game was on on a Thursday evening <laughs> in Applebee's. It was incredible. It was great. It was unforgettable moment. It was like we just kind of looked up. We're like, what are we doing here? We got like four plates of just like bones and, you know, shrimp shells and stuff. And you're like, huh. Then you look back down and you're like, you know what? I'm happy with life right now. This is good. (laughs) That was one of my the most content moments in my life. Just full of like subpar food, but it was it was good in the moment. We're just watching the Sun Belt game. It was awesome. That and the XFL football game we went to, along with the San Diego basketball game that we went to for like a grand total between us three of like fifteen bucks. Yeah, that was amazing. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about the Sun Belt. I think we should actually get into the core of our episode. Probably. Just like any other conference that we have reviewed thus far, we are going to go in alphabetical order. The Sun Belt does have divisions, so we are going to start with the East Division, then have a quick ad break and move on to the West. Yep. And uh, coming in at number one, uh, maybe number one in the conference this year, but <laughs> number one on our list is... Appalachian State. Not mm-hmm. only do they have the, one of the best college town names, Boone. Boone. Just Boone. Boone. And it's also beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Their mm-hmm. stadium's like in the middle of these woods. In the fall, it is immaculate. Beautiful. They went 10-4 and four last year, 10-2 and two in the regular season, 7-2 and two in conference. They were actually really, really good. Yeah, they were they, incredible. They should have beat Miami. They lost by two. Mm. Um, and then they lost to ULL in the Sunbelt Championship game. Yep. Um, so they were second best in the Sun Belt last year. They did beat Coast Carolina on that last second field goal. Heck yeah. Absolutely amazing game. Um, they're going to be a good team again this year. I think they're the front runner for the Sun Belt Conference. Mm-hmm. Key returners, they got two really good running backs, four returning old linemen, and a really great quarterback in Chase Bryce. Chase now, Bryce, baby. They did lose a lot of wide receivers, but... I think they should still be pretty good. Justin, how are you feeling about this App State team? So you've heard us talk about App State thus far because they do play some ACC schools. Um, And they will cause havoc, just like they do every single year. Their win total is set at 9. They open up the year playing North Carolina at home. Wow. North Carolina is traveling to Ab- well, I'm traveling. They're both in the state of North Carolina, but North Carolina is going to Boone for a game. Let me ask a question. When was the last time Alabama went to UAB to mm. play a season opener? Good question, Jared. Mark, I, do you have the answer for that? I don't know. Mm. I, it's just it's just a question. But their win total is set at nine, nine even. I do think that they will beat North Carolina, then have Texas A&M that they'll lose to, but then. It's hard to see another team in the Sun Belt that is better than this App State team. App State is always well coached. They always have good players. They always have system players too. So when they lose players, they just replace them right away. I think 10 and 2 
is very, very likely, actually, and a lot more likely than 8-4. and four. I'm going over. All right. I really like the over as well. Uh, let's say you pencil in a loss, Texas A&M, Coast Carolina, and I think they'll beat UNC, but let's just say you pencil in a loss there. There's not another loss on the schedule. No. There's no way this team goes 8-4. No. and four. And they'll win one of those three. Yeah, and they will. I think Texas A&M is probably the most probable loss, but honestly, what's App State's strength? Point scoring. Yeah. What's Texas A&M's weakness? Point scoring. Yes, it is. So if that turns into some sort of shootout, that could get hairy real quick for Jimbo. Um, anyway, I'm feeling really good about this team. I think they might be my pick to win the conference. We'll get to that a little bit mm-hmm. later. But I really like this team. I'm, I'm high on App State this year. Let's move on to a dirty, dirty, dirty place. Ugh. Myrtle, South Carolina. Ugh. Where we try to slash with our machete through the the lush, lush mullets that are in our way as we try to make the path down to Coastal Carolina. And why are we there? We're trying to understand what their mascot is still and how you say it. Chanticleer? Shantytown Clears? What's a, what's a Chanticleer? I, I don't know. It's the uh, king of the barnyard according to them. Mm. But I don't know. Their win total is set at 8. 8 even, which is odd because they went 11-2 and two last year. And they won 11 games the year before as well. Yes, they did. So why is everyone low on... Coastal Carolina. Well, they have Grayson McCall back. He's projected to be one of the best group of five quarterbacks, but their leading receiver, Javon, I should have pronounced, I should have looked up how to pronounce his last name, Javon Halle, is done. He's gone. Tight end Isaiah Likely, who was an absolute beast, is in the NFL. They only return one wide receiver with more than 20 catches. 20 catches. That is not a lot. That's Their a lot. running back has 24 catches. <laughs> Every other returning re- wide receiver has six or less catches. That's ridiculous. And every key tackler, their top three tacklers on defense, are also gone. Ooh. So, with all of that being said, how do you think the Shanti, the Shanti, the Zach Wilson like, <laughs> destroyers, uh, how do you think they'll do? So their win total is set at 8, which I think is kind of low given their recent success. But then you look at their returning production numbers, like you said, it's 125th in the country. That's bad. That's bad, by the way. There's only 125 out of 131. That's that's kind of bad. That's kind of bad. Um, But this is Coastal Carolina. Let me remind you, can you name one player besides Grace McCall on their team from the year they beat BYU? No. I <laughs> think... Exactly. No one know. This is the fun of the fun belt. That with most of these teams, you could throw any name out there and it sounds right because it doesn't matter about the players with these these teams. It's all about the momentum, the the hair growing, the shirtless coach doing like a RKO off of a table in the Watt locker room. The locker room fun and traditions. That's what the fun belt's all about, baby. Exactly, and that's what get these teams amped to play. Fun belt is just football in its purest form. It it really is. It it's great. Just a bunch of guys being dudes. <laughs> that's exactly. That is the definition of this Coastal Carolina team. Just yeah. guys being dudes. Yep. So if you look at their schedule, they got eight. Right. The only probable, like not even probable, the only toss up games that I see for them are at Georgia State. Okay. Maybe Army, but I think. They'll be able to handle Army. Mm-hmm. App State, and they get them at home, which is great. 
And then at Virginia, and who knows? That's like a week 11, week 12 game, so who knows what Virginia's going to be at that point. Yeah. I think this team's going to go over. I think 8-4 and four is probably their floor. Okay. I think I think maybe not 10 wins, but I think 8 or 9 for sure. So I'm taking the over. So with Coastal Carolina's returning production, I ran them through some analytics tools that I use and ran them through each game. The analytics tool that I use has them going 5-7. and seven. Now, wow. I don't think that is right Whoa. because I don't think they factor in the culture that Coastal Carolina has created. I have given them, personally, seven wins with another toss-up available. Okay. Because of that, that makes them barely reach eight. I think seven and five is more likely than nine and three. I'm taking the under on the Chanticleers. Interesting. So I want to hear these L's in the... I want to see what teams you think they they might lose to or like what your toss-up games are. Sure. So I'm not sure what's going to happen Army week one because Army is just a tricky, tricky team to prepare for. Very physical. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Um, my toss-up is at Georgia State. Okay. That's a toss-up W. But mm-hmm. I think they take an L at Marshall. Ooh, Marshall's going to be At good. Marshall's going to be a very tough game. Versus App State. Yep. And I do think they'll lose to Virginia. Okay. I do think so, just because I do think Virginia will be... I think Brennan Armstrong will be able to put up enough points on them. That's true. Coastal so, Carolina's not a high-scoring team. No, they're not. So, with those losses, I have Coastal Carolina going under. Okay. Okay. I, I can definitely see that. Coastal Carolina doesn't play a brand of football that's very... Um, like we saw with BYU in 2020, their brand of football is very much ball control. You know, just have more possessions than the other team and score yep. more points. So if they get to a team like Virginia that's going to just throw the ball a bunch, obviously we don't know exactly what they're going to do with Tony Elliott as head coach. But yeah. I think that game might get away from them. So I could, I could definitely see 7-5 here. All right. Moving on to the next team, we have a team that is known for throwing burritos at Kalani Sitake. Hmm? Georgia Southern. Yes, that team. Everybody remembers this game was how what's the word? Uh it was painful. It was gross. It was gross, yeah. It just felt icky afterwards. It's one of those like they didn't wake up for the game, but BYU still pulled out the win. Yeah. Because Tyler Algier physically manhandled the entire Georgia Southern defense. Yeah. This team was spicy last year. But not that spicy. No. Like, if we're going by uh, Taco Bell hot sauces, they were at best a medium. At best, like, the mild, yeah. Mild, medium. Mild, medium. Yeah. Because they're not fire. They're not not Diablo. No. I don't even know if they're hot. No. They're like the step on her high. Is it mild or do they have like a medium? I thought that was a medium. Maybe, maybe there's, I think it might just be mild. Okay. But, but like, they're not in, hot. They're definitely not hot. They're a step below hot. But they were kind of spicy. They were low-key competitive in some games for like three quarters. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of returners. They're 71%. Not bad. 33rd in the nation. That's, yeah, that's, that's really good. not bad at all. Yeah. But, so like, I'm, 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 I'm kind of high on this team. I think Clay Helton, I, who knows with who him. Who knows? I, I really don't know. Good culture guy. Sure. Anyway, he like he won a Rose Bowl at USC, so I, he decent, right? Anyway, um, their schedule is just brutal. It's brutal. They got yeah. an over under four, and I do not see them hitting this. I think their one win that's guaranteed is Morgan State. Yeah. I have them probably winning at Old Dominion and home versus James Madison. We'll get into them later. They're just what. Um, other than that. Just straight L's on here. I don't see any hope for them given the schedule. I wish they had a little bit of an easier schedule because I do think they're going to improve. 
But the schedule is just so hard. I don't think they're going to hit uh, five wins for sure. Maybe three, but I think four is probably the most likely play, but I'd play the under. I got to agree with you. 71% returning production is good if your team is good, but if your team sucked, then you know it's not always great to bring all your production back. <laughs> Georgia Southern's kind of in that boat where they have a lot of they have a lot of talent discrepancies when it comes to playing other Sun Belt teams and especially other teams on their schedule like Nebraska, UAB, and Ball State. That's a that's a rough non-con. And it's at Nebraska and at UAB, so that, that's kind of tough. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go with the under just because I think three and nine is way more likely than five and seven. They'll beat Morgan State. Maybe, maybe they'll beat JMU. Other than that, like I can't see any surefire wins. I'm going under. Yep. All right. I'm glad we agree on that one. Let's move on to another school in the state of Georgia. Not to be confused with Georgia Southern, we have Georgia State. Ooh. If I'm not mistaken, the Panthers. Yes. The Georgia State Panthers. Kind of a cool school. They recently came from the FCS ranks themselves. Yep. Beat Tennessee in the year that we also beat Tennessee. So that's, that's kind of a, that's great. Kind of a fun one. Um <laughs> Georgia State, their win total is set at 6.5, which has them improving from last year. How do you feel about the Panthers? I'm actually really high on this Georgia State team. Mm. They returned 78% production. That's a lot. Among those is QB Darren Granger. He took over in midseason, and they won a bunch of games. Like, last year, they lost to a bunch of, like, the teams better than them. And then they put in Granger, and they finished out the season really strong. Yeah, they did. They, they won, like, what was it, six of the last seven or something? Mm-hmm. And so they return him, and they have two of maybe the Sun Belt's best running backs. Each running back ran for over a 1,000 yards. Like, okay, well, maybe not each one, but they combined, combined. ran for more than 2,000 yards. Right. And a bunch of touchdowns. So I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with on the offense. Um, defense has a little bit of question marks. When we look at their schedule, six and a half, I got six wins penciled in, plus four toss-ups and two L's. Mm. I think if you get those six easy wins, Charlotte, Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, at Southern Miss, ULM, and at JMU, I think those are all winnable. Yeah. I think you're at least winning one of the toss-ups. UNC at home. Talk about UNC. Look at that. Going yeah. to Georgia State, to App State. Yeah, that's kind of wild. But... Uh, UNC, Coast Carolina at home, at Army, and at Marshall, I think, are the toss-ups. I think they get at least one going to the over. Yep. Uh, I have six wins penned in for Georgia State. Their win total is set at six and a half. Do I think they can win one of the remaining six games on their schedule? Given that it's the fun belt, I think anything can happen. (laughs) I think they could even beat UNC if they wanted, or maybe even at South Carolina. It is the fun belt after all. But either way, the cookie crumbles. It will end up in an over. I have them going 7-5. and five. They will make a bowl. They'll probably win a bowl. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm taking the over on this win total. Yeah, I like it. I think they have the potential to be an 8 or even 9 win team this year. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be that good. Watch out for Georgia State, everybody. Speaking of watching out, if you haven't been watching out the FBS ranks, you might not have seen the 131st team join for this season, and that is the James Madison University Dukes. Dukes, I think. Yes, they are the Dukes. But not to be confused with the Dukies. Not the Dukies, no, they are the Dukes. James Madison is coming up from the FCS ranks. They were perennially in the championship of the FCS. They, I think last year they got, uh, they were made the semifinals, ended up losing to the team that went to the championship game. State, yeah. uh-huh. So James Madison 
was a great team in the FCS, but they are transitioning now to the FBS. They're only playing 11 games this year, which is strange. Only playing 11 games, but their win total is set at 6.5. That's really high. I, That's really high, I feel, I feel like. I, though, will be honest, I have no idea what to expect from this team. I'd throw everything out. I have no idea. No. We've never watched a team like this, no. right? Like, there's been a couple teams come up in you know in the last like 15 years. Coastal is one of them. Coastal is one. Georgia State, Southern Alabama were one. But like, I don't know. I don't remember any of those. No. <laughs> so I don't know. Like James Madison, obviously, it was very very good at the FCS level. That they were. But is it gonna take them? You know, like Coach Carolina came in in like 2016 or something. It's taken them six years to kind of get to this point, you know? Is it yeah. going to be the same with James Madison, or are they actually going to win seven games this year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do not have a pick for this one, so I'm going to ask Siri to flip a coin. Oh, okay. Yep. Flip a coin. It's heads. Alright, we're going over. Alright. Going over. Jared's going over. Uh, so they only play 11 games. They do not play a single Power 5 team. They only play FCS and G5 opponents. I'm just... at. at as a point of principle, I'm going under. Asking a team to go 7-4 and four in its first year in the FBS is a big, big ask. Do I think it's possible? Maybe. Maybe. But I do not think that James Madison will hit the over. That's why I am going under on the Dukes. Not the Dukies, the Dukes. <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule, and I do not like my overpick. Mm. But stick, sticking with it. Sticking with it? Sticking with it. Sticking with Siri it, Siri has spoken. <laughs> All right, now we go to another new team in the Sun Belt. This is Marshall. Marshall. Coming over from the Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Now, Marshall was really good last year. I mean, they weren't really good, okay? I, they were good. They lost to all the teams that were better than them, but they beat all the teams that were lower than them. Yep, they I, did. If BYU could do that, praise the high heavens. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, they're relatively competitive. Um, with the good teams. They played App State and ULL last year. They were competitive in both games. Yes, they were. Um, but I don't really know what to think. They don't return a bunch of um, a bunch of production. They have a good running back that's coming back. But they have a defense, offensive line. It's got lots of question marks. I don't know. How are you feeling about this Marshall team? Over under is 7.5. So I looked at the schedule. They played Norfolk State, which will be a win. Dub. At Notre Dame, that's definitely now. At Bowling Green... That's a very winnable game. Then they play another FCS p- opponent in Gardner-Webb. So there you go. You already have three wins there. Then they play Troy at home. That's a good team to get at home. They play Coastal Carolina at home, Louisiana Lafayette at home, App State at home, and Georgia State at home. They get every like literally every hardest opponent, they get at home. They do not have to play a single tough opponent on the road. On the road is Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, and JMU. Ooh. So, because of the home field advantage that comes with the Sun Belt, I think they can win eight games. I'm going over. Interesting. Okay. I think I'm going to go over as well. Uh, Like you said, they have a bunch of games at home against hard opponents. That's where you want to have them. Yep. Um, I have five wins, like, penned in on this this team. Two that they will definitely be favored in. And then that leaves you with one, two, three, four toss-ups. Right. Right? I think they win one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Okay. We got two overs for the Marshall Thundering Herd. Oh, oh sleepy time. 
You believe that? I think it's my sleep time. Oh, it's your sleep time. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, Jared. All right. Let's talk about the final team in the Sun Belt East. Let's talk about Old Dominion, the Monarchs. Okay. I have major beef with this program. Ooh. Okay. Major beef. Do tell. Major, major beef. Okay. Um, my head coach on my old campaign before my freaking account locked me out of my Xbox 360 and I had to restart. My coach, his name was like Bumpy McNuggets or something. Started out <laughs> at Old Dominion, won 10 games in my first year. We didn't go to the conference championship game because we had lost to the conference champion, you know, whatever. But it was still, you know, the on the little schedule thing or the expectations, it's like wins per year, like five. Yeah. I, I got 10, okay? And then I go through the whole, like, the off-season thing, and then it gets to, like, the choose a new team, you know, like, whatever, or do you want to stay? And I'm like, oh, I want to stay, so I just advance to the, you know, I just say advance next week. And it's like, oh, you need to choose a new team. And I was like, what? Excuse me? I, somehow, I was not going to go back to Old Dominion. I didn't click anything to, like, cancel my contract. My contract was for four <laughs> years starting out. And it's just like, oh, you need to choose a new team. You got you fired. I got fired. I won 10 games at Old Dominion. The stadium was full by the end of the season. Did you just like not recruit or something? Or? I don't know. I was recruiting. Like I was recruiting fine. I didn't have like a great class because it was Old Dominion. But, yeah. like, but I was still like doing the work. I was, you know, taking people on visits. Freaking Old Dominion just ousted me. After one year, they're like, oh, 10 wins is too much for us. So, I am not an Old Dominion fan. Old Dominion's curse. Yeah. After that, I went to like three different teams in a row in Conference USA and just like ran up the score on Old Dominion. <laughs> anyway, they they went to a bowl game last year, which, wow, good for you, Old Dominion. Well, you went to a bowl game and what happened? You lost. Should have fired your coach. Yep. Should have freaking, that's too many wins. Fire your coach. You want five wins. They should have said your max number of wins is five. Exactly. As you can tell, I'm very fired up about this. Um, without even looking at the schedule, over under four and a half, I'm taking the under. Fair enough. I did look at the schedule, and I'm still taking the under. And I'm slamming good, good. that under. Good. I'm hitting the table. I'm slamming that under. I see a maximum, a very maximum, of three wins on the schedule. <laughs> That's it. They are definitely not reaching five wins under, 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 under on the Old Dominion Monarchs. All right. Screw them. <laughs> Screw the Monarchs. Before we move into the West, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Royal Strong and True podcast is brought to you by fire sprinklers. What now? Fire sprinklers. They sprinkle fire down from the ceiling. Oh my. Yeah. So they're put in your ceiling, and in the event of a flood, you have these little fire sprinklers atop. They can hold, I learned this at the mental health facility, they can hold over 180 pounds. Yeah, so they are a suicide hazard, so watch out. That's an unfortunate statistic to know. Yeah, but, well, hey, if there's an alligator in your house and you weigh less than 180 pounds, you can just climb up and hang on to one of those things. So that's a good that's a good thing to have if you live in Louisiana. Um, anyway, or Florida for that matter. Anyway... These fire sprinklers are great. So if there's a flood, at Utah, we're high flood risk, right? Mm. Lots of rainstorms. Yeah, um, definitely not in a drought. Not in a drought. If Utah Lake were to overflow, 
and your house was being flooded with algae. Like Bonneville Part 2? It's Exactly. Maybe there's an earthquake and the Deer Creek Reservoir dam breaks. Maybe there's just an angry beaver that, you know, takes a hammer to it. I don't know. But these fire sprinklers that are in the top of most apartment complexes, um, as well as uh, just buildings, corporate buildings, you know, universities, stuff like that. Of course. They will sprinkle fire from the ceiling. Oh. And it will burn up all of the water and most of your belongings, but you will not drown. Oh, good. You might come out with third or fourth degree burns. I don't know if fourth degree is a thing. I don't think that's a real thing. Okay. Maybe. Maybe Second or third. Fire sprinkler burns. True. It could be different. Exactly. Anyway, make sure you have them. Wow. What a compelling and moving ad from the fire sprinklers. We're, we're sorry for how dark it got there for, for a second there, but uh, hopefully you don't lo- live in the state of Louisiana or Florida and ever have the event of a gator flood in your home. That would be bad. So let's move on to talk about the West Division of the Sun Belt Conference. Let's start with the Red Wolves at Arkansas State. Um, nothing good has happened to Arkansas State since Blake Anderson left for Utah State. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, okay, weird statistic by the way, their only wins were FCS and ULM, but they were very competitive at home. All of their home games were decided by one score or less. Oh, so home field advantage apparently. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna take the probably the under. I don't know. They have a they have a decent schedule. They play Grambling, ULM, UMass, at Texas State and Troy. I think those are all winnable, um, but I don't think that you're gonna win another game um, over under five. I think I'm taking the under because I just think four and eight is a little more likely than six and six. All right, like you said, they do play Grambling State. For me, that's a win. At uh, they get Louisiana Monroe at home this time. That's a win. JMU, maybe a win? I'll give give them a win. Okay. Then I get UMass and Texas State, both which are glorified FCS teams. That's already five wins. I think they might be able to sneak one more. I'm going over. Okay. Okay. I think sneaking one more is more likely than losing one more. All right. I can see it. This is the fun belt. It's the fun belt, after all. All right. Next, we go to a team, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. The Raging Cajuns. <laughs> um, this team won the Sun Belt last year. Heck yeah, they were they're... extremely good. Only mm-hmm. loss was to Texas in the season opener. To be honest, if you play that at the end of the season, ULL is winning by fifty. Yep. Um, but they won the sell the Sun Belt. They beat Marshall in a bowl game. However, they lost sixty four percent of their team. They literally only return 46% of returning production, and that's 123rd out of 131. So that's not very good. Plus, their head coach left. BYU did pretty well with even less returning production. That's true. So, Justin, what are you thinking? Louisiana Lafayette has a soft spot in my heart because not only did I see them while we went on our Applebee's escapade. Is that the word? Escapade. Yeah, escapade. Excavate. I think you're thinking of excavate. Excavate? Okay, well, when we went on our little journey to Applebee's, I saw Louisiana Lafayette, and I also, I think, won a, what conference did I, I joined the SEC, so I think I won a Sugar Bowl or something like that with Louisiana Lafayette in FCS, or sorry, in NCAA. So, eight and a half wins. This is the hardest over I have ever slammed in my entire life. Wow. I think Louisiana Lafayette is going to be a 
dang good team. Ooh. They have a pretty easy schedule, all things considered. True. Southeastern Louisiana, Eastern Michigan, Rice, ULM, and South Alabama all before a bye. That's, they're going to be undefeated through that. I think they might finish up 11-1 and with their only loss at Florida State. Holy cow. So I'm slamming the heck out of this over. Just slamming this. Okay. See, I'm leaning under. Oh. Which is surprising because, like, now that you say it, like, I can see. I can see where you're coming from. Meet me in the Walmart parking lot at 4 o'clock. Mark will be there. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mark. Um, Southern Louisiana, win. At Rice, win. That's two. At ULM, win. That's three. Arkansas State, win. Southern Miss, win. Troy? Uh, Troy at home. At home, win. Georgia Southern, at home, win. At Texas State, win. That puts me at about seven wins, I think. Right? Eight. Eight. Eight wins. Okay. They need to win one more game. Eastern Michigan, I think they probably can win. They get them at home. They get them at home. So I'm leaning the under, but you might have convinced me to take the over. I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with my pick for the under just because they lose so many they lose so many players, so much production, and they lose Billy Napier who had built that program, really yeah, built it into the powerhouse true. it is. First year coach, I didn't take that into account. So Maybe I'm, they'll go 10 and 2 instead of 11 and 1. <laughs> I'm going to take the under just because of that, but I would not be surprised if they won more games because like you said, got a pretty favorable schedule. All right. Now, I'm going to read off the name of this team, this next team. Okay. And you'll probably be able to tell me your over-under pick before I finish reading their name. University of Louisiana Monroe. Under. Yep, I'm going under two. Under two and a half wins. UL Monroe is one of the poverty schools in the FBS level. Not sure how they even got to the FBS. But <laughs> their closest winning percentage I got, like running through all the data, at Arkansas State, so actually on a neutral field, they have a 48% chance of beating Arkansas State. That's on a neutral field. At Arkansas State, probably closer to 38% or like 42 or like somewhere around 40%. So that's the closest chance they have to even winning one game on their schedule. Actually, sorry. Versus Texas State, they probably will be favored. But okay. to get to a second win, not going to happen. Under. Yeah, I am definitely taking the under here. They play Texas and Alabama. It's kind, of, it's kind of rough. I mean, paycheck. Get the paycheck, you know? Paycheck, paycheck. And I don't know where that paycheck's going because it's not going to the football program. I don't know. Maybe it is. Not going to the university either. It's a um, piece of garbage. <laughs> Let me just say, if there was a relegation system in college football, which, God bless America, we need that, they would be the first team relegated. Yep. Or in the first tier, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're a bottom 10 resident with Akron, uh, UMass, UConn, the likes. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty bad. They're not, <laughs> they're not even like good academically either. So they're not investing into that. They're in between two hundred ninety nine and three hundred ninety one, according to U.S. News. So sorry, this is not a UL Monroe hate podcast. If there's any, I think they're the Red Hawks. Yeah, something like that. Warhawks, Red Hawks. Yeah, if the if there are any Red Hawk, Warhawk, whatever fans out there listening to this podcast, which you know. To the two of you out there, we're not sorry. Also, just give us something to be happy about with yeah, this team. Come on, give us man. one ray of hope. Why? Why? Like you live in Louisiana, there are other teams to cheer for. Yeah, I know, right? Why? 
They they're not even returning any production. Your it's local high school team. Hundred and fourth. Hundred and fourth <laughs> Your local high school team could probably beat UL Monroe. Ooh. Relegation system. <laughs> high school. Six A high schools are playing ULM. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on from that poverty institution. Okay, next comes another team uh, entered the FBS with Georgia State. Mm -hmm. I am actually really high on this team. This is USA, University of South Alabama. The Jaguars. Jaguars. Their over-under is set at five, and when I look at their schedule, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, Siete. Oh. Ocho. Oh. I got eight for sure dubs on here. Okay. I I do have three losses. They go to Central Michigan, to UCLA, and to ULL. Okay. Then I got a toss-up at Georgia Southern, but I think they can probably win that game. Okay. I am taking the over on South Alabama. That is a five. I see eight or nine. Slam! The over. Interesting. You know, I'm not quite as high on this team as you are. But I do have them reaching six wins. Okay. I have losses at Central Michigan, at UCLA, at Louisiana, like you said. But then I also have an L versus Troy. I think Troy okay. is going to be a dang good team. Okay. At Arkansas State, because you're playing it at Arkansas State. And at Southern Miss, because you're playing it at Southern Miss. That still gets them the six wins, yeah. which qualifies for the over, which is what I am taking. And, you know, it's an over-under. If they win six, we win. Yeah. So I I feel pretty comfortable that they're going to win six games. Moving on, we have a school that uh, is kind of a weird spot in BYU's heart. The Southern Miss team that uh, weird stuff has happened. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Southern Miss. Southern Miss's win total is set at five and a half. They were, they've been an okay team ever since they joined the FBS. They've never been anything more than okay. They've never had a great season. They've never had a like an abysmal season. Five and a half is a decent win total is what it's set at. What are you taking? When I look at the schedule, I see five wins. Ooh, okay. Maybe. Okay, let's, let's like, hear them. So, five and a half, not terribly hard to get to. They only won three games last year, though. Yeah. But they do return the fourth amount of production in the entire United States of college football. Yeah. 84%. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. However, if you go 3-9, do you want 84% of production returning? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I got to win Liberty at home. I think Liberty's going to be hot I trash I have that as year. a win as well. Northwestern State at home. Good thing you get them at home. You don't want to go to Northwestern State. Hey, Northwestern State is the alma mater of my brother-in-law who played offensive line at Northwestern State. See what I'm saying? So, you do not want to go to Northwestern State. Shout out to Justin Featherly, offensive lineman for Northwestern State. Dude, he will mess you up uh, from the student section, or the, <laughs> the fan section, the stands. Anyway, they got to win. Uh, Arkansas State at home, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win at Texas State, and I think they'll win at ULM. However, if you look at the other teams on their schedule, I don't think they're going to beat any more of them. At Miami, at Tulane, at Troy, ULL and Georgia State at home, South Alabama at home, at Coast Carolina. I just don't see them winning any of those games. So I'm, unfortunately, picking the under. Interesting. So I have them beating Liberty, beating Northwestern State. But then I have them beating Arkansas State, Texas State. Then I get to the bottom of the schedule. They get Louisiana Monroe. It's probably a win. Mm -hmm. Then there's South Alabama. I'm high on South Alabama, but I have Southern Miss beating South Alabama to get to a bowl game. 
Ooh. And to hit the over. I think Southern Miss is going to win six games. You know, I, I don't have a lot to base that on other than they are returning a ton of production. Mm-hmm. They had some close games last year, and they have a pretty favorable home schedule. South Alabama at home, Georgia State at home. They get Louisiana Lafayette at home, Arkansas State at home. So, with all of that being considered, over. I mean, it is it is fathomable. This is the fun belt. The fun I, belt, baby. I definitely think they can pull one. They're going bowling. Why not? Out. All right. Why not? Southern Miss is going bowling. Bowling. According to Justin, if it's me, they're winning three games, four games, five games. <laughs> all right. Uh, next, we come, we come to a team uh, called Texas State. Um, I only knew this was a team because BYU beat the crap out of them in 2020. Mm. Um, hats off to them for flying out to Provo to play us. You know? Yeah. Yeah, good on them. Good on them. Mm-hmm. They won four games last year at FIU versus South Alabama versus ULM and at Arkansas State. They were bad against good teams, meh against everyone else, and just kind of found themselves on the losing side. Like, they probably weren't that bad, but they just lost games, you know, which, I don't know, says a lot. But, I don't know, how are you feeling about Texas State over under four and a half? You got an interesting schedule. What are you thinking? I think Texas State is nothing more than a glorified FCS team. Um they were bad. They're going to be bad. They're lucky that they get FIU on the schedule because FIU is literally the most incompetent <laughs> team in all of the FBS. Their only other win will come against an FCS opponent and maybe Louisiana Monroe, another glorified FCS. There is no way in heck that they get to five wins. Under, 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 under. Slam in that under. Yeah, I'm also taking the under here. I only got three for sure wins. Houston Baptist, FIU, and ULM. Mm. I'd there's probably no way they win two more games. They might win one more, maybe at James Madison, depending on what James Madison is. But you're not winning five games. Sorry, Texas State. Taking the under. Let's talk about our last fun belt team, the Trojans out of Troy. Can you believe mm. that? The Troy are the Trojans? Whoa. Troy University Trojans? Scratch my head. Troy is one of those weird teams in the Sun Belt that is never really that great. But pair them up against Clemson Week 2. And they take Clemson's like overtime or something. Yeah. Troy plays the weirdest brand of football I've ever seen in my life. Their win total is set at five and a half. Jared, what do you think? I they okay. Let me just walk through their schedule with you um, because I think it's kind of interesting. You play at Ole Miss, that's an L. Yeah. Alabama and M at home, that's win. You play at Upstate and Marshall, loss, loss. Western Kentucky, I think you probably lose that one. It's at Western Kentucky. Yeah. Southern Miss and Texas State. You beat them. Yeah. South Alabama, loss. ULL, loss. Army, probably loss. ULM, win. Arkansas State, eh, toss-up, maybe win. But this is Troy, like you said. This is not a team that is going to beat bad teams and lose to good teams. Like This is like the BYU of the Sun Belt. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose a stinker to like Texas State or something. Indubitably so. Yeah, and then they're going to beat... App State, Marshall, or Western Kentucky. Maybe they're going to beat Army. Heck, they might beat Ole Miss in the in this season opener. Mm-hmm. I think five and seven is a good number, though. I think I'm going to take the under. I'm not super confident. They do return eighty percent production. That's good for eleventh in the country. But I think five and seven is probably the best number, and I'm going to take the under. Okay. So their win total is set at five and a half. I actually have them as I ran through the schedule, winning six games. Ooh. Not like six confident wins, but six semi-confident wins. I have about okay. a six, 60% confidence interval there. Okay. But 
if this were against nothing but power five teams, I might take that confidence interval. But because they're playing other Sunbelt teams and G5 and FCS opponents, and we know how Troy plays against that competition, even though I have them winning six games, which is technically the over, I'm taking the under. <laughs> I can't explain it. I don't know how to explain it. Other than, like Jared said, Troy is the BYU of the Sun Belt. Not like like year two Kalani Satake BYU. <laughs> That's what they are. So I'm definitely taking the under on this team. Interesting. They're kind of like, there's a mode on FIFA where you just like have all the teams up at like 90s, you know? So it's yeah. like, no matter what team you're playing with, they're all good. Mm-hmm. This is like the same thing with Texas State, except it just is like, Oh, they're playing a team that's like a 33, Texas State, woo, 33. They're playing a team that's 95, woo, 95. Yep. So, I very confusing. The epitome of a fun belt team, I feel like, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm also in the under, so we'll just go with that. All right, let's finish off by declaring our champions. Jared, who are you thinking will win the East, the West, and who will take it home? I, it's too hard to pick against App State in the East. Uh, obviously, Coastal Carolina is really good. I think Georgia State is going to be really good as well. Marshall is also in there. But I just can't pick against App State. They're they're my baby. They're, they almost beat Michigan Goodbye. a couple years ago. Um, I'm picking App State to win the East. And then out of the West, this one I feel like is a huge toss-up. Because ULL I don't think is going to be as good as they were last year. I think they could falter. I'm taking South Alabama. I'm really high on this team this year, which means they'll probably win four games. But I'm taking South Alabama out of the West. South Alabama? Okay. Yes. Justin, who do you have out of the East and West in your championship game? So in the East, I want to take App State. I really do. Um, I feel like I should take App State, but for some reason, something is telling me I should take Marshall. Ooh. I have no clue why something is telling me that I should take Marshall, especially because, I mean, I, I, mean, I did take the over on him. You know what? Screw it. Marshall. I will take Marshall as my East winner, even though I do think App State is the best team in the East <laughs> and the West. I will take Louisiana Lafayette to win it. Now, okay. Dan did not uh, submit over unders for this, but he did submit his champions. Okay, he has App State winning okay. the East okay. and Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, he just said Louisiana, so we could change it to ULM. <laughs> Let's put ULM. Okay, Dan, you're bad, Dan. No, okay, we'll, we'll put Dan. <laughs> We'll just put Louisiana, and he can clarify later. It, it, he he just—that's a smart move by him. Yeah, he just has both of them. Covers his bases. Yep. Mm-hmm. The smart dude. That's why he's going to med school. Exactly. <laughs> he has App State winning the Sun Belt Championship. Jared, who wins? App State, South Alabama. I think App State's winning. App State's I winning. Can't pick against the the that the, what are they? The Mountaineers. Yeah. I I always want to call them the Apps. Just the App yeah. State Apps. The Apps. So I was going to pick Louisiana Lafayette for my winner. Okay. But now that they, I, I am remembering they have the first-year coach, Billy Napier's gone and everything, I think the East might win it. So given that I chose Marshall, Ooh. I'm picking Marshall. Let's go. Marshall to win the Sun Belt Conference. Let's go. Give me Marshall, baby. The Thunder and Herd are going to come down on the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. Thunder and Herd versus Raging Cajuns. What a beautiful mascot match. Dude, that is a top-tier matchup. Honestly, the Sun Belt has top-tier mascots. Dude, if we that could be like a Lord of the Rings movie. Heck yeah, it could. Right? 
like a bunch of hillbillies versus like a bunch of bison. Yeah. That's cool. That, that's, that's freaking cool. cool. That's freaking cool. So give me Marshall winning the Sun Belt Championship. In their first year in the Sun Belt, I think it's definitely a step up in competition, right? From the Conference USA to the Sun Belt, at, at least as a whole, right? Yeah. Um, them winning it? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, I think Marshall's gonna be good. They, like they, like we said, like they have the ability to. I don't know what I'm doing. I, <laughs> I really don't know what I'm doing. Um, all right, now before we go, we obviously gave you kind of our conference preview. Now we just kind of want to highlight a couple of the fun games to look forward to this season. Um, obviously, off the bat is Week One, 10 a.m. on the U, ESPN U, not not anything else. Don't nope. don't be confused. No, 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 no. no. Not the university up north. Um, North Carolina at App State. Yep. That's going to be a banger. Mm, that's going to be an absolute banger. App State at Coastal Carolina, week eight. That'll Ooh. be a, a very fun one as well. And immediately after, at Marshall. Dude, I think those two games might be, like like kind of you said, that if Marshall wins that, that could decide who comes out of the east. Not Just saying, App State gets Marshall. At Marshall, after playing at Coastal. And Coastal is going to be a brutal, physical game. It's going to come down to the wire. Ah, Justin mm-hmm. may be on something here. He's going big brain Marshall on gets both Coastal and App at home. Dude, what the... And Georgia State at home. Dude. Justin might outsmart us all with this mm-hmm. Marshall pick. <laughs> Watch Marshall go like 3-9 and nine now. <laughs> Um, another good game. This one also week one. Unfortunately, this is going to be on the SEC Network Plus. So you need the SEC Network and ESPN Plus to watch this. But Georgia State at South Carolina? Yeah, that'll be a fun one. I think that could be interesting. That's going to be an absolutely fun one. If you're looking at just like garbage games, week three, Arkansas State at Memphis. Ooh. That's going to be a fun one to just watch at like 2 p.m., in between primetime slots. Yep. Yep. I can see it. I can see it. Um, and then one last thing. I think JMU, just as a whole, watch as many of their games as you can. Yeah. Because... See what it's all about. But I, they were so good at FCS level. I don't know how they were going to be. I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know how many games they could win. Honestly, they might go 11-0. They're not eligible for a bowl, unfortunately. No. Which is stupid. Dumb. Absolutely I dumb. hate that rule. No, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. But... I don't know. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, and it's going to be exciting to see how their fan base reacts because they're used to winning 12 games a season. Probably not going to win that. I mean, they don't even have 12 games on the, on the schedule. But I don't know. I'm excited to watch them. I think they I think they have an interesting schedule, um, and I'm excited to see how they make the transition and how that goes. My last game to watch out for is Week 5, Troy at Western Kentucky University. Ooh. That's going to be another, like... <laughs> In between prime times, barely televised, probably going to be like weird weather too, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So I find Jared and I on the couch watching that one. Yep, that's going to be one of those games where you like fall asleep as the one thirty ABC game turns out to be a snoozer, and then you wake up and the score is like 42 to 43 in the third quarter, and you fall back asleep and you wake up, it's like... 63 to 70 in overtime. You're like, what is going on? Come on, come on. You get that notification. Like, Troy is trailing Western Kentucky by two with 30 seconds left on their own 40 yard line. Yeah. (laughs) And Uh the the little buzz on your phone on your face wakes you up. You're like, oh my gosh. While you're in a wing stop coma. Yep. 
Oh man, dude, I can't wait for college football. Dude, I cannot wait either. How many days? Uh, looking it up right now. <laughs> How many days till August 27th? From the time this show releases, 36. Let's freaking go. 36 days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, I think that wraps it up. Any parting thoughts on Sun Belt? I think it's uh, gonna be one of the most competitive, one of the most fun. Um, especially, I love the additions, JMU and Marshall. Yeah, I love it. Awesome additions. I love it. So yeah, it's gonna be a ton of fun. Watch the Sun Belt this year. Yeah. The fun I belt. I don't know what else, I mean, what else can you say about the fun belt. I think the fun belt might be trying to position themselves as a premier G5 conference. Yeah, I mean, why um, not? After UCF, since in Houston, leave the AAC. Mm-hmm. AAC is dead. Yeah, it's, it's dead to me. Gonzo, Dunzo. I think the sun belt might be that top one. I think the Mountain West has been really fun to watch in the last couple years. Mountain West is going to be in that conversation. Depends on whether or not the Pac-12 poaches a couple teams. Very true. But I think the sun belt, I don't know. Watch out for the sun belt. You know what the sun belt needs, though? Hmm. The Sun Belt needs to pull a matching. They need to play on like Tuesday through Friday. I mean, they did in play October. on like random Thursdays or something. Yeah. Like every once in a while. Yeah, but I think like because with but not regularly. Right, right, and it's not like matching where there's like two games on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, two on Thursday. Yeah. I think if the Sun Belt did that, that would increase their exposure a ton. Because if you're gonna be honest, if you're watching a game Saturday afternoon, like we said, they're. You, the Sun Belt games are going to be on ESPNU, ESPN3, ESPN+, ESPN Plus. you know, or the CBSSN, FS2, whatever their whatever affiliation their affiliate is. is. Um, but I think if you move to those weekday games, like people are obviously going to watch. People watch Maction and love it. Yeah. And that gets There's them a, whole a cult ton surrounding of exposure. Maction. Yeah. And I think if the Sun Belt did that and played like – and maybe it's just one month, right? Kind of like Maction. Yeah. It's just October, just November – the exposure for the Sun Belt goes so high. Yeah. They already have rabid fan bases. I don't know. I think that could be a good move. Why not? Let's do it. I think I know we would love it. Heck yeah, we're, we're always advocating for more college football. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We hope you are as excited for football season as we are. We are getting pumped. These win total shows will continue coming out until we reach BYU's close to the beginning of the season. Woo-hoo. Make sure you... Download the episode, share it with your friends, and leave a five-star review if you liked it. Also, check out our Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Leave a like on our Sunbelt post and share it with your friends. Yeah. And we, Mark, we do love you. Yeah, we, 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 we love you. Yeah. We, we, we do want to fight with you. But, open invite. But yes, we do love you. Love you guys. <laughs> Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs>